0: No one on the planet is more highly trained or more capable than a U.S. Navy SEAL. So why is their own government treating 35 of them so poorly? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing these videos with your family and friends. You're an important part of this project and getting the word out to new people. And just for me and from all of us, thank you for being such an important part of this. Danielle Runyon is one of our attorneys who watches over military affairs here at First Liberty Institute. You've seen Mike Berry on here many times. She works very closely with him. She's also currently serving as a major in the Air Force Reserve. Hi, Danielle.
1: Hi, Stuart. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm thankful you're here. We've got important stuff to talk about. First, I'd like to start out, just for those who are hearing this for the first time, give us a synopsis of what this case is all about. How did it start?
1: Sure. Um, Well, first, let me say that uh, anything that I say is my own, they're my own views, so uh, no endorsement by the military.
0: Spoken like a true lawyer. That's right. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs)
1: Um, So, so where we've started, uh, we started in November with filing a complaint um, on behalf of 35 Naval Special Warfare members. From there, in December, we had a hearing, on our preliminary injunction.
0: And uh, what, what were they complaining? What was the complaint about though? What did they ask for?
1: So they had filed religious accommodation requests to be exempted from taking the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. And they were looking to have their rights protected uh, because they were experiencing punishments just by virtue of the fact that they had filed a request in the first place.
0: All right, so there were 35 and then what happened? What's the rest of that story?
1: So we received our injunction that in January, the judge uh, ordered exactly what we requested. Yeah. From there, we looked to expand that relief to to over 3,000 other sailors. Um, That was awarded in March, our class was certified and the relief was extended to them.
0: Which is to say it's a class action suit for everyone in the Navy, who has asked for a religious accommodation to the vaccine. That's right, And we have a separate case that also deals with the Air Force that is the same thing, right? Correct. All right, so let's talk about what's happening now and get the update. And before before I get to that, I'm gonna talk like an attorney. We are not taking a position on whether someone should or should not uh, get the COVID-19 vaccine. We're not medical experts, but our team is expert at what the law says about your rights if, you have applied for a religious accommodation and what your rights are as you pursue that and what the government is supposed to do. So that's what we're going to talk about here and offer some insights into that. So uh, what's the latest? I hear they're still not being treated very well.
1: Correct. So I think a lot of folks uh, out there think that, well, they have injunctive relief. They still have their jobs, so they're fine. Uh, And even recently in the news, what people have been talking about is Trident Order Number 12. That was an order that applied specifically to Navy Special Warfare members and that was issued back in the fall when the mandate fell and um,
0: and and you're saying Trident like the official logo for the Navy SEALs
1: yes so it's it's Trident order number 12 and it just imposed an additional punishment on those members so that was rescinded but the mandate is not going away. Uh, Denials continue to be processed. And these members can't, many of them can't do perform their regular duties. Um, And that's really going to lead to career loss.
0: What are some examples of uh, specific examples of how they're being treated poorly? People always want to know.
1: Sure. So um, just with respect to regular duties, we're seeing that our most highly trained war fighters, our Navy SEALs, can't perform their functions as Navy SEALs. They can't go into the deployed environment. Um, They can't do exactly what they have been trained for their entire career to do. Okay. And that's just one example.
0: And we also have heard about some mistreatment on the Eisenhower. What's that all about?
1: So that's a, another issue that's come up in the media recently. Uh, that's the deplorable conditions that people have been reading about. So we've had some members who initially filed religious accommodation requests. They felt that the process was too stressful. They, they just couldn't put their families through it. They couldn't go through it. So they decided, you know what, I'd rather separate than continue on with my service. So for those members, um, they they are allowed to separate and they thought they were going to separate imminently from the service in in this one instance uh, the individual uh, the family member moved in anticipation of the separation and this member moved on to the birthing barge of the Eisenhower and then we saw the deplorable conditions that that member was living in
0: yeah and it's it's not good at all what's going on and and I want to point something out because it underscores a lot of people say oh they're just saying they want a religious accommodation because they want to get out of taking this thing, so it's not really sincerely held belief that's driving them. But if you're willing to quit your career in order to not have to take the vaccine, I think that underscores this is a sincerely held religious belief. They just cannot do it and be true to the faith that they hold.
1: Correct. And this process has been anything but easy for all of the people who filed religious accommodation requests. I mean, the the discrimination and the treatment that we've seen since the very beginning of the process. That is that is just incredibly difficult to deal with. So, yes, these people are holding true to their faith, but the coercion continues, and, and unfortunately, we've seen many people who have succumbed to that pressure.
0: I, we often hear, and I see this in our social media channels when we post stories about this, uh, people who have served in the military say, well, I served in the military, and when you're in the military, they say, knowingly, because they've been there, you do whatever they tell you, and sometimes they say that they got shots, they don't even know what they were, were, but you just have to do it. Is that a correct interpretation of uh, a person's rights when they join the military?
1: It's not. So we as uh, members, service members, we have taken an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. Um, the same uh, liberties apply to us as, as other members of society. Now, we do have an obligation to follow lawful orders. But in this instance, uh, with respect to religious accommodation requests, even the military's own policies say that they have to take into consideration each individualized request. They have to give an individualized assessment to each request, and we're, we're not seeing that done. Ten months ago, um, it was identified and acknowledged even by the court in the Navy SEALs case that. The process for denials, it's a rubber stamp process. And then recently in the news, we've seen that the DOD's own Inspector General has grave concerns over this, that the evidence that he has even seen um, exhibits a a process that's rubber stamped.
0: So for those who have doubts, just to summarize what you just said, you have a right to request an accommodation. That's correct. And if you file one, they have to go over each one individually and consider each case based on the merits of that case, right?
1: That's right. You take into consideration what job duties the person's performing. And and even if a person is performing duties that let's just say they can't perform because they they might be some sort of a health threat. The the military is under an obligation to accommodate that person. So there are other jobs and duties um, that can be done. But what we're seeing is just a discriminatory rubber stamp process.
0: And what we are seeing though, as far as people who are getting accommodations, they've been issuing medical accommodations. That's right. And that's acceptable. But for the most part, they've denied every, nearly every, religious accommodation request. But those two ought to be regarded with the same amount of weight, right?
1: Well, what we're seeing right now is that medical exemptions are being treated more favorably. So, uh, for example, outside of the Navy SEALs context, we're seeing that pilots who have medical exemptions are flying, and pilots who have applied for a religious accommodation request are not flying, those who have had their accommodation requests denied. So, it doesn't really make sense. I don't think that the virus has uh, no who has a medical exemption and who has a religious exemption
0: now an important aspect of this and I want people to understand where you're coming from I think I'm okay sharing this but you're someone who has asked for a religious accommodation and you're currently a plaintiff against the service right that's right yeah uh, tell me about that what's it like going through that as a, as an individual as, as someone
1: well well it's not fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I not, can it's, imagine. it's
1: not a fun process but you know what um, I took an oath to defend And uphold the constitution of the united states and i have rights and i am standing by that and i'm standing by the other men and women in the service in the air force in particular Uh, in our case we filed for class-wide relief for all of those members to be protected because what's going on it's unlawful it's against the law and it should not be happening um i mean with all of the all of the information that's been out there about this process and how wrong it has been handled um how wrongly it's been handled i should say
0: yeah.
1: we would think that and even in light of the president declaring that the pandemic is over i know why, why is why are we still going on with this why what is what is going on here so you know it's uh it's difficult but i i'm going to see it through to the end
0: i'm going to ask you for an opinion what is going on here
1: well <laughs> I, I just, for, I just see that this is an objective to purge the religious uh, members of the military from the service. There's no other explanation based on the facts that we've seen. So that's my conclusion uh, based on everything that I've seen in the Navy SEALs case, the Air Force case, and other cases that are pending throughout the country.
0: And speaking as a private citizen, you just described the people that I want in the military. People have a moral foundation to make life and death decisions in a split second. I want people who have a foundation to base those choices on.
1: That's right. This is a huge national security threat. What we're seeing now is there's Thousands of billets that are not being filled, Uh, and then just in the Air Force alone, potentially 10,000 members are going to be are are covered already by the class-wide relief that was granted in the case out of Ohio. So 10,000 billets. If we get rid of all of those individuals, and then we can't even fill the billets that are already pending. The American public should be gravely concerned about this issue, Um, no matter where they stand on the topic. The fact that we are not going to have a military that's capable of defending uh, our adversaries, that's unheard of, and and we need to put an end to this. We need to get back to functioning as a military, let the military do its job, and, and get back to preserving the liberties that every American is entitled to.
0: What happens next? What's the next step in this case?
1: So right now we're in the discovery phase. Uh, We are are exchanging discovery, taking discovery from the government. And, And from there we just carry on until eventually we have a trial and all the facts are laid out on the table.
0: Very helpful. Anything else you'd like to share before I let you go?
1: I think that's about it, but I just really thank our uh, folks for watching and for listening because it's a very important topic. So thank you for having me here today.
0: Yeah. Thank you for your service, Danielle, and thank Thank you you, for being here and sharing all those insights. It's very helpful. And thank you for watching. If you'd like to learn more about our cases involving the Navy SEALs, the class action suit against the Navy for all those who've asked for religious accommodation, as well as the one involving the Air Force, just go to FirstLiberty.org. And there's a a banner uh, just midway down the page that you can click on, and it will give you all the information that you're looking for, even more in depth than we got into here today, so that you can keep up to date on this. It also has information if you'd like to request your own religious accommodation, the steps you have to go through in order to do that. You know, First Liberty is your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.